Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas day, spending it with your family, those closest to you, those you love. I hope you got a great gift. I hope you gave someone a great gift. I hope you're having a fantastic Christmas, because I probably won't. Anyway... It's Christmas, so well, it's the 23rd, 23rd of December right now. Well, no, no, it's the 24th, it's after midnight, it's just gone after midnight, so it's it's Christmas Eve, where I am in the world right now. And yeah, man, it's a big day. It's a big holiday. It's a big, old, big-ass, steaming pile of holiday. Christmas. Now, not to get all grinched on everybody, but I'm not exactly a fan of Christmas. And I'm not exactly going to be a fan of this Christmas. I'll get into what my Christmas is going to look like later on. Sort of, you know, dive deep into the, a bit of a f- the family situation at the moment. Peel back the curtain on my personal life for you. Let you know how, you know, it's not always sunny in Philadelphia, as they say. Not exactly, you know, the Lily family ain't, ain't running smooth this year, I can tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, it's fucking Christmas, man. The biggest holiday of the year for everybody. The stupidest fucking holiday of the year as well. Like, you know. We're going to take you on a bit of a history lesson today, boys and girls. We're going we're gonna to break down Christmas a little bit for you. So, first of all, some of you, you know, those of you that grew up like I did in a in a good Catholic family, went to Catholic schools all your life, you had a pretty different Christmas experience to those that didn't go to, you know, get that whole big old Christian version of Christmas, really get that whole Jesus' birthday bullshit bashed into your brain. Just, yeah, man. It's fucking weird looking back at it. Like I haven't been to a like I was dragged to Christmas mass every year until like two years ago. I don't think I went last year. I'm trying to think. Might not have gone the year before. But it's still at the point where the old lady, my mother, was always trying to twist my arm to go to Christmas Mass. Like she still believes it's a big fucking deal. You gotta, you gotta go see Jesus to Jesus's house to celebrate Jesus's fucking birthday. Like it makes sense on the surface. Like he's apparently the reason for this fucking day where everybody just tries to one up everybody else on the materialistic bullshit they buy each other. Well, people can fucking make up for a year of neglect of being shitty parents and shitty friends and shitty cousins and just shitty people to each other by buying each other the fanciest most fuck off gift out there that's what some people do most people they're just going through the motions most people are just like oh i gotta you know unless they're like your partner or your parents or someone really close to you then no no one gives a fuck no one's putting an effort most people aren't anyway unless you're one of those crazy psychos so most of the presents you get is just bullshit socks and links and body wash. 
fucking soaps, you know, just all that bullshit, which is actually kind of useful, which is why people do it, because it's safe, it's really safe, like, everybody needs that shit, so, that's why, that's why, you know, people that just, those presents for those people you just don't give a fuck about, that's what you get for them, but really, it's just, like, it's just a charade at this point, most people don't give a, especially here in New Zealand, most people don't give a fuck about Christmas, Really, all Christmas is is just like celebration of, you know, it's the end of the work year, summer's starting to hit off. It's kind of just, you know, natural for people to be like, end of the year, weather's getting good. I'm taking a break off work and fucking off to the beach. Like, that part of Christmas in New Zealand anyway makes sense. And that's not even Christmas. That's just summer. Like, Christmas just hijacks summer here in New Zealand, like, we could do without Christmas pretty fucking easily, and it wouldn't make this time of year any less special or more important or more fun or anything like that, so that's what, you know, by the end of this, I'm gonna hopefully have turned you all around onto my, onto my side here of, you know, we just need to abolish Christmas, like, we just need to get rid of it, life will be so much better without it, and we're gonna start off, we're gonna start off biblical, Alright, so the claim is, for the reason that Christmas is this time of year, same time every year, is because it was Jesus' birthday. As the story goes in the Bible, as it was found in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, for some reason, not John, John didn't want to talk about Jesus' birth, kind of strange. To be fair, kind of strange that anybody, any of them wanted to talk about it, because every single one of those books was written it about 75 to 100 years after the claimed date of Jesus' birth. So, you know, do with that what you will. I mean, take any fucking person that lived 100 years ago and could you describe accurately the events of their birth? You know, maybe with the internet and everything, but this is 2,000 years ago. Could you actually fucking do that? I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess that most of the Jesus birth story is bullshit. And I would be right because Jesus didn't fucking exist in the first place. How can you have a birthday for a cunt that never fucking existed? Now, the real reason why it's the 25th of December is because when the Roman Empire, when that, you know, when after... Emperor Constantine forced all the all of his subjects in the Roman Empire to convert to Christianity around the the year three hundred AD or whatever the fuck around that time. The reason he did so is because the Roman Roman Empire had gotten pretty damn big. It was taking over most of Europe, and around this time there were a lot of a lot of pagan religions out there. A lot of fucking you had your Druids, you had fucking bunch of cunts, your Gnostics. You know, just, and a whole bunch, basically every village had a probably slightly different religion at that point, but most of them had a celebration in and around the winter solstice. And most cultures around the world, especially, you know, European cultures, because, you know, back in the day, it was an easy way to mark significant events whereby the cycles of the sun and the moon. So that everybody had pretty much a winter solstice 
festival of celebration. And for those of you know, playing at home, don't know what the winter solstice is. It's the shortest day of the year. Usually falls somewhere around the 22nd or the 23rd or whatever the fuck. I know, 21st, 22nd of December. But here in New Zealand, it's complete opposite. That's the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year. That was literally yesterday here, 22nd of December. Longest day of the year. So that's another reason doesn't make fucking sense. Christmas, at its roots, is a winter solstice celebration hijacked by the Roman Empire and made into a Christian holiday called Jesus' birth so they could homogenize the empire and bring everybody under the one spirituality, under the one fucking God story so, you know, you can manipulate people that much easier. And that's basically what the what the Catholic Church is, the Roman Catholic Church. You know, people, people you know, don't realize that the Roman Empire didn't, you know, it got smaller. It didn't exactly, like, you know, there were points in time from around, like, two or three hundred A.D., through to about like eight or nine hundred AD, it got smaller. It wasn't as dominant as it used to be, but it was still around. It was still pretty fucking big, and it basically it just it transitioned into the Holy Roman Empire, which was basically just the Roman Catholic Church. And that's why today the Vatican's in Rome. Like it's still basically the same system they run. Like the Vatican City was basically just the Roman Empire, and you know the Pope more or less is just. The rebranding of the fucking Emperor of Rome, more or less. Like, that may not be 100% accurate, but there may be a lot of people that disagree with that. But that's more or less what it is, because, like, the Roman Empire morphed into the Holy Roman Empire, which was the, became the Roman Catholic Church. The head of the Roman Catholic Church is the fucking Pope, and there's a lineage of that going back to about, I don't know, like 500 AD or something. So there was, around the time they stopped having emperors of Rome, they fucking started having popes. So anyway... How do we get to Christmas? How do we get to Christmas? Well, they call it Christ Mass, basically. Mass, I think it means, you know, it's a day to celebrate Christ. That's basically what it means. But they just hijacked Winter Solstice Festivals because, and the reason it's on the 25th is, um, I'm a little bit loose on this, but basically there was one festival somewhere in Europe, it was called Saturnalia. And it was basically a three-day festival from the winter solstice because basically winter solstice some of you that that don't know shortest day of the year the sun more or less like to the naked eye anyway and in terms of time like down to about 30 seconds the sun's gonna from that winter solstice place basically spend three days where you know the sun's coming up and going down at more or less the exact same time. Like, there's not a lot of movement for the three days around the solstice. That's basically how it works. So you could argue the winter solstice, the winter and summer solstices, they're not one-day events, they're kind of three-day events. But there is a day down to the exact second, which is slightly longer than the other three, so people like to pick one day. So it used to be that the solstice was celebrated over three days. And you would celebrate the end of the solstice, solstice, especially the winter solstice, that would be such a big celebration because that was the shortest day of the year. From that point on, the days were only going to get longer and longer and you were going to get more and more sunlight and you were on your way out of the harsh, cold, boring as shit winter. And so to mark, the, you know, and that's usually peak winter, middle of winter, and to basically mark and help you get through the cold, dark winter, everybody would have a massive banger of a party on the winter solstice 
and you'd do it at the end of the winter solstice, which would be around the 25th, because it's three days after what we call the solstice today, because it would take about three days for there to be actually a noticeable difference in the days getting longer, or, you know, shorter if it's a summer solstice. So that's why it became the 25th. And, you know, as we've been mentioned before, and we'll go, you know, we're not going to go into full detail about how Christianity is basically a control system, same, same with Islam for the like the Turkish and the Persian and the Ottoman empires, they used it the same way that the fucking Roman empire used Catholicism to control large massive groups of people for generations because you can get the fairy tales into their heads as babies, get them scared to do anything fun, scared to act out in rebellion because God told them not to. And look, it's here in the book, how you live your life. It's in this book. We gave you a manual, how to live your life. And the way to live your life is basically be scared shitless to do anything that goes against the God that we've created. So anyway, that's basically how, you know, world empires worked and still work to some degree today. You know, it's getting a little bit weaker, but that's basically how we got Christmas. So, right from the start, bullshit holiday. Bullshit fucking thing. And, you know... As time went on, the whole gift, basically, my understanding of the reason we give gifts is basically because Jesus in the Bible more or less said that he's in all of us, he's inside all of us, he's part, you know, he's he's a man of the people, basically, he's no better or different to any one of you, so the way I understood it is the fucking Catholic Church decided, like, basically because Jesus is in all of us and it's Jesus' birthday. It's fucking everybody's birthday. So everybody gets fucking presents. (laughs) And it never used to be this way. This is like a real last hundred years thing. Like, I think it was literally like in the 1930s, they really pushed it big in like the UK and mainly America because that was when America was getting real commercialized. And then it just started to trickle down out into the colonies, out to this great country we are out throughout Europe and all that sort of bullshit. And it was commercial. It was, you know, the reason it was pushed is for commercial reasons, you know. Fucking all the businesses love Christmas. All the retail businesses fucking love Christmas. Everybody's buying each other and buying themselves useless fucking crap. Because we all know everybody does it. Like, everybody buys themselves a decent Christmas present this time of year. You know, I go there too. You're just like, oh, I'm buying all this nice shit for all the people I don't really give a fuck about in my life. I may as well treat myself too. So they're just, you know, that's just basic human psychology. So it's just literally like end of the year too. It's a good time to have it. Like, cause if you've usually, if you've budgeted pretty well, stuck to your budget, you haven't blown out your savings. You've got a bit more money there at the end of the year than you would be expecting. It's a good chance for the big businesses and the fucking retail stores to basically say, Hey, Give me all that money here. You've had a good year. Why not show it to your family and show them how much you love them by buying even more expensive and useless shit. And that's basically what happened What happened to Christmas. And even Santa. Santa, old jolly Saint Nick. You know. I think it's... Saint Nicholas was a bit... I think it was a Dutch tradition back in the day. And it was more, you know, it was one of those other things to... I think, you know, I may be wrong on this, but I think the original story of St. Nick was a lot darker than it used to be. It used to be that, like, a story that they used to tell Dutch kids where, you know, St. Nicholaus, as it was pronounced, he would, um, you know, if you were good, if you did well, if you were a good kid all year, you know, 
on Christmas Day, you'd wake up and you'd have a nice wee little gift there for you. A nice wee little gift to say, well done, little Jim Bob, you had a good year. You listened to your parents, you didn't do anything too crazy, and you had a good year. And, um, yeah, basically that's what it was all for. And, you know, and then the other side of it, you know, you hear the stories today about, like, apparently, you know, if you've been a bad boy, you're, not, you're either not getting a present, or in some cases, you get left a lump of coal. They don't do coal anymore because the fucking greenies, you know, eliminated coal from from the world. You know, they've already done that. So no one gets coal anymore. So I think it's just if you're a bad kid, you don't get presents. But no one's not getting presents, so that's kind of irrelevant these days. You know, parents are complete fucking pussies these days. They're all, you know, you can be the worst fucking kid in the world. You're getting, you're getting that fucking sick present on Christmas Day because your parents are fucking pussies. But anyway, St. Nicholas... Which is why, you know, St. Nicholas ended up Santa Claus, Claus, and then that became Santa Claus. But anyway, it used to be that if you're a bad kid, he was literally just going to fucking kidnap you. It was either be a good kid, get a shitty little fucking present to mark you a good, good kid, or be a shitty kid, this strange fucking man's going to come to our house on Christmas night and fucking kidnap you. So again, it was all fair. It was all fair. It was all fair. Started off fucking Christian cunts being fucking cunts. And as we went on into the 20th century, into the 1920s and 30s, everything just became hyper-commercialized for all the big corporations and big stores to try and squeeze all the money out of all the working class people right at the end of the year, right when whatever fucking leftover savings that they've done well saving up all year, you know, so they can stow away for a rainy day or even potentially invest in something and try and climb their, get their family up to the next level in society by investing wisely and growing a nice wee investment portfolio and be able to, you know, move up. No, no, they don't want anybody to fucking do that. They want you to fucking blow all your money on useless fucking materialistic bullshit to give to people and show them that you love them even though that's not exactly at all how love works in society and if that's the only love you're giving to your family every year then you're a fucking piece of shit so yeah anyway that's enough on Christmas if you don't you know see where I stand after that then you haven't been listening but uh my Christmas, there's going to be a bit of a fucking down buzz Christmas in the Lily household this year. Uh, basically, you know, the way it works, you know, got mum's family. We do mum's family one year, kind of, and then we do dad's family the other year. That's how it's worked since I was a kid. But then basically about 10 years ago, dad's family had a massive falling out. You know, dad's, my dad's got two brothers, there's three of them. And all the brothers and the wives all had a massive falling out. And literally, like, my old man and mum, yeah, oh, hold on, there's a cunt coming. Might have to pause this. Yeah, I'm going to pause this. This is like an Eshe-looking fucking cunt. Hold on, people, technical difficulty. Anyway, welcome back. Sorry about that. There was just like a sketchy little fucking cunt with a flashlight that was like 20 meters away from the car on the footpath just walking right towards me I was just like yeah I don't like this 
So instead of risking anything, I was a little pussy and drove away. Honestly, it might have been the cunt that broke into my car last week, so maybe I should have stepped him out. But anyway, back to the story. I was getting a bit too in the weeds of the family drama there. You don't want to hear too much about that. Basically, the gist of it is Dad's family Christmas this year. The last few years, three brothers don't talk, don't really talk to. Well, it's the wives. It's always the woman. They don't really talk to each other. So, real fractured Christmas. Usually, we'd either have it with just one of the other, one other there, or the oh, one of the uncles. We'd go see them, or we'd go see the grandparents. But we can't do both because they, they don't mesh anymore. But this year, we're just gonna do the grandparents. It was just gonna, and because my dad's family's so fractured, my brother and my sister, both their partners' families, live out of town. So they basically go and spend this Christmas with their family this year. So it's basically gonna be me, mum and dad, and grandma and granddad. So, you know, just the five of us. Real raucous, real good time. Gonna have a real mean game of BYC. Really going to sink the beersies. Yeah, no, none of that's happening. It's going to be depressing as fuck. And on top of that, it's bad news today. Turns of the fam. Turns of that side of the family. Oh, granddad. Granddad's ended up in hospital. Oh, Bruce Lilly. Patriarch of the Lilly family. He's ended up in hospital. Second time he's been in hospital this year. He's had a rough old year, old Bruce Lilly. Rough old year. I think he's 78 now. He's about to turn 79. His birthday's in January, so nearly 79. So he's not super old. Like My grandparents are pretty young. Good Catholic family. They were squirting out the kids pretty young. So they're still in their 70s. They're both all around on both sides. So pretty lucky to be able to get to, you know, one of my 26 now and all four of my grandparents still alive, but they're really limping on both sides. So, but anyway, Bruce Lilly, he's in hospital, and it's not looking good. Not looking good. Like I don't think he's gonna croak any time in the next week or two. But you know, he's kind of been going a bit downhill. His mental's been getting fucking shit, and you know, I saw him, saw him on the weekend just being, and he wasn't looking too healthy. Fucking legs and arms swelling up, and. Getting a word from the old man today that he'd been take, taken to hospital last night. They reckon, you know, with pneumonia on top of all the other shit he's got going on. So, uh, not a good sign. And then this morning they find out they run more tests on him. They tell him not only does he have pneumonia, but his heart's about to fucking give out. His heart's looking real fucking dodgy. So, yeah. And they run more tests because they think they found more problems. So I think it's basically, he's at the stage where he's gone into hospital and it's at the point where he's just, shit's fucked. They're finding everything's fucked. You know, he's done well. He's done incredibly well with how he's treated his body over the years. Old Bruce Lee to get to 78, 79, whatever the fuck he finishes up on. For fuck, man. He's, uh, yeah, he's not been doing too well the last couple of years. He's a stubborn old fuck, old Bruce Lilly. Farmer, sheep farmer, all his life. Grew up out in mid-Canterbury, out past Ashburton. Moved up in his 20s when all three of his kids were under five. 
up into North Canterbury onto a new farm up near Waikerry. And stayed there for 50 years until this year, actually. And he was out of it. He was out of it. He was going to fucking die on that farm. He did not want to move into the city. One of these old cunts that just hates the city. Hates the city. Like, you know, he'd call us smog suckers. He'd literally just call his grandkids soft all the fucking time. Anytime it's... And it was true. We're soft. We're city boys. He probably fucking hated seeing his grandkids being city boys after he raised all his kids on the farm and he grew up on the farm and his dad was on the farm and, you know, we're basically first generation city slickers and we fucking, you know, all just became massive pussies immediately. And, you know, we'd go to the farm on the school holidays and he'd see us and he would, you know, do his best to toughen us up. And he tried. He he really tried, man. Old, old Brucey. I'll put it that he exposed me and my brother in particular to a lot of shit way before we were ready. Way before, he tried to get us started young on fucking everything. Like, I'm talking like before the age of eight, like between six and eight, he was getting a, he was getting me and my brother, he was getting us driving the ute, you know, not, not just, you know, he was teaching us in the paddock, teaching us how to fucking accelerate, how to use the clutch. And how to change gears. And I was probably seven at the time. Now those that know me are just like, shit Lily, you must, have, you must have got a good start. Good early start at driving a stick shift. You must be fucking pretty slick driving a manual now that you're an adult. And no, no I'm not. No I'm not. Because I'm also a fucking idiot and I was seven. So when we got home after spending that week of the school holidays with Granddad where he taught us to fucking drive a stick shift ute. In the paddock at the age of seven, I went and told mum. <laughs> she was not happy. Not happy at all. So she got on the blow to granddad and gave him a piece of her mind. So that was the last time we were ever allowed to drive the ute in the paddock until we were fucking properly teenagers. So that sucked. But you can't you can't fault Bruce for trying. He really wanted to toughen up us city boys and fucking the couple of weeks a year we'd go stay with him. He would just, you know, fucking a lot of, you know, first punt, you know, he, he loved he loved the trots, he loved the harness racing. And he used to like pay us to do jobs on the farm sometimes. Like he'd give us like $1 or $2 to go fucking chop some wood or whatever the fuck and so we'd come in we'd come in that night while he was sitting there down in his db crate bottles watching trackside and like sometimes he'd take us into the pub actually i remember the first time he did this he took us into the pub in, in town and uh you know they had the tab classic country pub it's gone now they demolished it not long ago but uh, we'd go into the pub and he'd be there sinking piss in the TAB room, putting a punt on the on the harness racing. And we'd be sitting there with our like two or three dollars change and he'd, he'd get us to put bets on. And basically he'd take our money and we'd put like one or two dollar bets on just races, just picking names we liked, colours we'd like, whatever the fuck. And he would take it to the TAB, TAB at the bar, process the bet, and then give us the bet slip and say, here. You got it on race three at Addington. 
horse 18 to win and place dollar each way. And we'd sit there and we'd get the rush. Again, this was like eight, eight or nine. And that's when old Bruce Lee exposed me to gambling at such an early age. Gave him a first beer, first beer, first beer when I was about seven or eight. He'd give us beer all the fucking time after that too. Like I'd just, you know, he'd only give us one. He'd give us one. But Bruce Lilly, when I was about seven or eight years old, gave me my first beer. It was a, it was a can of DB Draft because he only dr- he drank DB Draft most of his life. And then as he got older, he progressed to Tui. Like, he went backwards. He went to fucking Tui. And then as he got to his old age, you know, now he just mostly drinks Heineken. Doesn't drink much now because they don't let him because his body's falling apart. But, yeah, old Bruce Lee. The one guy there trying to make sure I wasn't a pussy all my life. And he did his best. Did his best. He's probably, you know, the main reason I'm not a complete pussy. And, yeah. He's not doing too well. He's had a rough life, though. Fucking, he was getting knees replaced at 50, hips replaced, everything. He's had both knees and both hips replaced twice now. Because, to give you an idea, those things only have like a 20 or 25-year half-life. So, And he hasn't, yeah, he was probably 10, years, 10, 10, 15 years ago, he was getting his first second replacement. So he's had knee and hip, fake knees and hips for probably close to 35 years. Since, since it's like his 40s, just working on the farm, just never taking any days off, fucking up all his joints. And yeah, fucking wouldn't leave the farm. Wouldn't leave the farm. Was was going to die on the farm. The parents were trying to fucking talk my grandparents out of it for like five years, man. The last five years I've been trying to get them off that fucking farm. And yeah, yeah, they didn't want to. And it wasn't until start of this year, it was, I think it was March, where the old boy had a bit of a fall. He was getting out of the ute, just in the driveway, fell over, broke his femur. Just real old cunt way to break a bone. And yeah, put him in hospital right at the peak of COVID so no one could go fucking see him. Would have absolutely sucked. I think literally my grandma, I couldn't see him. He was in hospital for like two weeks. And I couldn't go see him. I spoke, on, spoke to him on the phone like twice. But he's mentally he's going. So talking to him on the phone fucking sucks. Like he still basically thinks I'm in high school. I think he's got a bit of dementia going on. So he's asking me about like shit I was in in high school. And then yeah just. Uh, it's just tough. It's tough. You know you, if you're out there you know. You know you get your grandparents. If you're really unlucky your parents getting a bit dementia. It's just you just can't even fucking talk to them. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> but anyway so yeah Christmas day could be pretty depressing this year don't know what the fuck's gonna happen the T's and P's out to the old boy out to Bruce Lilly doing it tough doing it tough up there in the hospital right now man last of a dying breed last of a fucking last of a generation they don't make them like him anymore so yeah man gonna be a sad day Sad day when uh when he's no longer out there. You bet yeah. Anyway, I was just reading my notes there as I was dragging out. I was like, fuck, is that all I wrote down? Like literally the only thing I left here at the end of this episode to help me out on what to do is just freestyling. So 
I wonder, you know, I think I wanted to see how I'd go just fucking shooting the shit, no plan, no idea, just fucking rambling on, talking about my deep, dark thoughts. Thoughts haven't been that dark recently, though. I don't know. Like I was mentioning last episode, I was in a bit of the, felt like I was getting that PTSD depression from bad pussy, but I think, I think I'm over that now, I've moved on, wrote a wee, wrote things out, just fucking cleared my head, just, you know, understood, we all go there, we all get desperate at times, we all just give it away to shit we shouldn't give it away to, no point beating ourselves up over it, just gotta live and learn, so hopefully that's the last you hear me talk about it. Uh, yeah, man, fucking Christmas, New Year's coming up, fucking, talking about a holiday that's almost as bad as Christmas, fucking New Year's, how I met your mother did that one real well, just, New Year's is the most overrated day of the year, like, everyone gets so excited for it, it's like, oh my god, it's the end of the year, I'm gonna see you next year, like, fucking those cunts, like, to be fair, I'm that cunt. I love, I love a cheesy fucking see, see someone for the last time on the 31st of December, wave goodbye, say, see you next year, and then you're going to see that cunt tomorrow, just that cunt, that miserable cunt, that's me, that's me, that's about the only thing notable I do on New Year's Eve, because that's always a fucking letdown, I had a horrible New Year's Eve, that's right, this has just come to me, I think I was 18, it would have been 2014 New Year's Eve, worst fucking New Year's Eve of my life. Yeah, it definitely was. I had a couple of decent ones after that. You know, the boys would go big, go to town, whatever. Not too bad, but... This one, fresh out of high school. Still, no, 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 this was... I was 19, this was a year out of high school. It was 2015 New Year's Eve. That's right, because... Gone through the first year out of school, and I got invited by mate, guys I was mates with at school. I'm not mates with them anymore. I'm not mates with anybody except one cunt who I wasn't even mates with. Well, I was at, well, I was kind of mates with them, but not good mates. You know you ask, girl. It's kind of weird how we're kind of boys now, but uh, we live together. I lived in your parents' house. I know your parents real well. I know a lot of your deep, dark secrets, and if you fuck me off, I'll win them all out here. But, um... Yeah, fucking, anyway, I got roped in to go to a 660 concert on New Year's Eve, played at Cathedral Square here in Christchurch, you know, my mates from school were all like, oh, we're going to go to 660, it's going to be, it's going to be mean, it's going to be epic, we're going to get on the person, we're going to go see 660, and it was the worst concert of my life, it was so bad, I left after 20 minutes, like, we got a, like, there was like 20 of us, we all went together in a bus, and it was fucking weird, after drinking at this chick's house for like an hour, and we got in a bus, and we went to 660, and 660 is the worst band in the world, for those of you, from international listeners, if you don't know who 660 are, and I know you don't, because no one outside of New Zealand knows who the fuck these cunts are. But basically, they're like this shitty pop blues fucking modern band in New Zealand that's play really basic fucking bullshit. 
you know, they've had one or two decent songs in their like 10, 15 years of being semi relevant. And somehow, like, they're literally like, they've had no success outside of New Zealand, but for some reason, they can sell out fucking stadiums here. But yeah, anyway, as you can tell, not a big fan. Don't like their music. Don't vibe with it at all. So my dumbass thought, yeah, I'll go I'll go to the fucking 660 concert with these guys I'm not even really friends with anymore that kind of fucking suck. I'll get on the piss and, you know, try and have a good time. Going to a shitty concert with shitty people where there are even more fucking shitty people. So that's uh, so only some of those guys are shitty people. Some of them were good cunts. We just grew apart. Like, you know, still they'll probably still be alright today. But a lot of them were cunts actually, and because those those guys are actually good cunts, were good friends with the cunts, and there was no splitting them up. Oh, it just wasn't worth it to try and hang around the good cunts because those cunts were just such massive cunts. You know who you are. You probably don't because you're such a cunt that you fucking think you're fucking hot shit and. If you ever heard this, you're probably like, oh, there's no way Lily's fucking calling me a cunt. We were boys. And it's like, no, no, I thought you were always a fucking cunt. Biggest fucking suck-up, kiss-ass cunt I've fucking ever seen in my life. But anyway, so that was the worst New Year's I've ever had. Because everybody else at the concert was shit too. Like, not, not just the group I went with, but every other human being that was at that concert was the worst human being I've ever seen in my life. Like, there were, like, 40-year-old cunts, like, making out, like, and grinding on each other and fucking smoking darts in the middle of a mosh pit and just screaming, like, woo to fucking everything. And I think, like, I think it was more just, like, the opening acts <clears throat> that really fucked me off, like, because no, I was probably there for a good two hours, actually. I left, like, 20 minutes into 660 set because I realized I was, like, oh, this is, I was, like, hanging out. I was, like... The whole night I was like, oh, it'll probably be alright. One six sixty are on. Like, I'll stay to that. Like, it's shit now, but it's gonna get better. But it really did not get better. It did not get better at all, so. I fucked off. Fucked off home. And this is probably at like eleven thirty two, because I think like so I don't even stay to fucking midnight. But yeah, worst fucking New Year's Eve of my life. But yeah, I've been a bit of a cunt on New Year's Eve. I remember specifically now another New Year's Eve where a dog, the boy, Rolsty, me and him, we were going to spend New Year's Eve together, but I got a, I got a Tinder date, so I decided to bail on him for a Tinder date without really fully telling him. I think I told him I had a date, but it wouldn't go that long, but it ended up going for, hanging out with a chick from like 7 right through up till midnight, so... And that chick ended up dating for three and a half years. So, yeah, at the time, like, I was like, yeah, fuck you, Rolsty. It was worth it. But looking back in hindsight, probably not. Probably shouldn't have, you know, if I didn't go on that date, my life would have been so much different. So much different. So, anyway, not a lot of fond Christmas memories, not a lot of fond New Year's memories here. So, uh. It's not looking like this year's going to be one to add to the memory bank in terms of positives, so. Anyway, I hope I haven't killed your Christmas spirit, if you're one of those cunts that has one, but, nah, fuck you anyway. See you next time.